welcome. We are so excited to be back. Um, also, thank you guys for hitting our thousand subscribers. We're Yay. at like fifteen hundred. Um, Hence the champagne for Carlisle. Yes. So that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm celebrating. So if you're if you're in a response, I'm having some Olipop because I'm recovering from a very long and hard sickness. And I'm feeling much better. It was like better. two weeks, but that's your idea. Very, very It was three long. weeks. It was three weeks. That's a you, long A day after you time. get sick, you're like, I'm over this. I'm over it. When's, why is it not going away? I'm like, it's been 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, but I, yeah, seriously, everyone, thank you so much for subscribing. I wanted 1,000 by inauguration. And we got 1,500 by my birthday. That was awesome. So uh, shout out to Michael Jaco and shout out to all the new people. I love reading um all your comments i get very excited i was gonna say please comment like subscribe unless you have something not nice to say then don't comment but honestly even if it's not nice go ahead and comment i like reading all of them <laughs> okay she likes the drama i think i'll pass on it i get i get enough <laughs> of i had my first real troll uh just this week it was exclusively mine not about the show not about anything and so i was like oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> How could somebody me. I'm ready be to that? Fight. How could somebody be that rude? <laughs> I can't relate on. I'm any with level. you. I don't have a thick skin. I, I, no, it's not even about a thick skin. It's just mind blowing to me that somebody would would take their demons and try and throw them on me. You know, it's like it's your demon. You keep it. Hurts <laughs> um, my feelings. <laughs> I don't you, like when people do that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm used to it. No, you like the drama. I think that's why you got involved in drama. It's not the drama. It's just I like I like banter. Like I'll yeah. argue, like, but I'm also it's not bo- it's not going to bother me if someone says. Something, well, it doesn't bother me. It's bother not me, gonna, but I I think it's rude. Like yeah, but even if I, rude, I can't even like, believe okay. somebody would do that. If someone has something clever to say, even if it's mean, I'll give them props if it's clever. Yeah. Well. But I like roasting. I like that style of comedy. Yeah, that's true. Um, Me too, as long as I'm not getting roasted. <laughs> as long I like as somebody it. else is getting roasted. <laughs> I think it's, it's a fine. good one. Then it's funny. That, that makes sense. I like it. Yes, but um, if you're watching and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe as well. That helps us. We love to see it. Also, I was going to say, now that we have a chunk of people who watch, I was going to put out our... A chunk of people. A chunk of people. A chunk of people. A chunk of people. You sound so appreciative of them. I'm very... Well, He's very There's excited. I'm beautiful very, light beings. I'm very excited for my my that are, people are hanging out with us, and we're blessed by it. Well, they don't even have to be light beings. They can be anyone. <laughs> we don't discriminate. I just want the views. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I want. Um, That's but funny. I was going to open up, and I was going to give out our uh, my Carlisle Let Me Ask My Mom email because what I really want to do was we open each of our episodes with a question for you. That's why it's called Let Me Ask My Mom. And I would really like if we actually got in questions from our viewers Yay, versus just me thinking of a question. That would be so fun. Yeah, I, love I think that's that more idea. cool. It's more interactive. And I really want to know what people think. So also, I will, I'll, link, I'll link that. No, yeah. I'll say it out loud in a second. And then I'll link it underneath the video. I'll put the email to submit questions. Also, if you have things that you love when we talk about certain things, you wish we talked about certain things more, more personal, um, I want to open the floor to what you I want to know what the viewers enjoy watching um, what makes them laugh what they want to hear more of what they I think is it. kind of boring yeah Those I agree I, I like all the constructive criticism <laughs> I do um, we even had several people giving us ideas on thumbnails and stuff and I, I loved it I was like let's do that <laughs> yes yeah. and ironically you were thinking about doing it anyway the other thing that would be kind of cool is if you have a cool question that maybe your kid has asked you 
and uh, you want to share or a question that you've asked your mom that you think was profound, you know, or any send question. that to yeah. us. Yeah. Anything we- that you want my mom to answer or me as well. All right. You can pretend like you're someone. I'm like, if I could talk to my cats for a day, I would just let them know how much money I spend on them. I'd be like, just <laughs> so you know. Just an overview. Here's my bank statements of yeah, all this gluten-free food I feed you. So are you going to tell my everybody what you, what the glasses, something about the glasses that we're drinking well, out yes, of today? Well, yes, but first we have... Okay, so first that email for questions, submissions, ideas is carlisle.letmeaskmymom at gmail.com. Um, and then I have to ask you a question. And it's February, That's so true. I think for all of February, we should do love-themed questions. Oh, okay. So what is, how do you, I want to know, because I think this is very interesting and everyone's is so specific. How do you know when you like someone? Because some people like meet someone one time and then they're immediately obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you can just kind of tell. Um, some people would be like months before they even realize they like someone. So what's your tell? How do you know? Like, what's the moment when you realize, oh, I like someone? What, like, what's your tell? Is it like a physical reaction? Is it a mental reaction? What is so it? So I need some clarification. Is this just any human that no, I get romantic. along with? Okay. Because um, you like almost all humans. <laughs> <laughs> the humans. They're all like full of treasures and I love finding the treasure. Um, so that's a great question. And I would say rewinding it's it's a vibe and i kind of know before i even experience like when i look at you know i haven't had that many relationships in my life but when i look at each one it was really just being in their field and i just but how did you know it was the feeling that I got. Like, I I really found myself, um, like, like, an extra high. Like, you, mm. you just, like, it's this feeling, like, you're at a party, and all of a sudden, you, you see them, you talk to them, and you're, like, on, like, this cloud. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, you know, like the magic <laughs> carpet <surfing>. ride. <laughs> Aladdin with that magic carpet. It was yeah. a metaphor. <laughs> so if I walk into a room and the clouds are there, I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that's good. Um, How about you? I want to hear. Okay, no, I wanted to ask you this as well because mine is funny. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's very like me. Like I won't even notice that I like someone until I literally just want to hang out with them all the time. Yeah. And specifically when I run errands with someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you don't even care why you're with them. It just, No, it's you're like down. I specifically only want them to run an errand with me. Right. Like, it's not like um, I get butterflies or I notice that I like them. Even my friends can be like, oh, do you like them? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I just want them to come with me to the container store. It's <laughs> like, just a different, you know what I mean? So that's my thing is when I start to, when it's like, because I don't have that many friends, I don't hang out with people that often. Right. So I notice it when I actually want to like make effort to do and just to actually be around the person. But I think it's because everyone's love language is different. And I think how I receive love is quality time. Oh, like, I interesting. Like, because I like when I like doing mundane things, but with someone that makes it feel very exciting. Right. And so I guess that um, was that the, was that the only question, or did you have? It sounded like you had two. No. No, okay. I just misunderstood you. Um, no, that's really interesting about the love language. Because um, 
Yeah, I don't know that mine would match with my love language. <laughs> Do you know? Because you, how you receive it and how you give it is different. So, like, I my love language for giving is, like, gifts and words of affirmation. Yeah. Mine's thoughtfulness, you know, acts of service. Oh, I like yeah. to receive. Acts of service. Yeah. I hate doing acts of service. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like giving them, too, but I'm just saying that's kind of where I'm like, okay, that's confirmation. They're going out of their way for me. Mm-hmm. They're investing in me. Um, don't know where it came from, but that has nothing to do with the vibe that I felt being in a room with this person I'm now attracted Mm -hmm. to. And it's like instant. Mm -hmm. It's weird. If I look back, you know, I haven't had that since I've been, um, divorced. You know, I think that I don't like acts of service because outside of like very basic things like doing the dishes and laundry, I don't want people doing things without like not my consent what's the right word like I have my room a certain way that I want it yeah even if someone made my bed I'd be like thank you but however I would have rather made my you know what I mean like (laughs) I want it a certain way like don't put my clothes away because I like these here and I like those are there right 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 right. um that's funny that's why it's really hard to give gifts to people who are very particular about everything in their life yeah it is stressful if you are someone like that you should do the people around you a favor and make a list of things that are good gifts to give, things that you like and things that you don't like. Because if you're just a very particular person in general, it's kind of your responsibility to communicate to the people around you how you like to be taken care of. So you can't the like... People around you have a tendency to completely ignore what you suggest. They yeah. get free. Because <laughs> they think like, true. oh, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I'm going to think of something on my own. But then what they think of is something that you won't like because you're particular. Yeah, that's true. That's like people who hate surprise parties are always getting surprise parties. I'm like, that just means your friends want to throw you a surprise party <laughs> for them, not for you. <laughs> Don't ever, I would rather people forget my birthday than th- throw me a surprise party. I'm dead serious. Don't yeah. ever throw me a surprise party. I like yeah. surprise gifts. I like surprise cash. The only one I ever liked was um, the the most recent one that Renee did because it was just at the neighborhood spot with all yes, my all like close tightest closest all the C and P's the close and personals yeah mm-hmm. so that it it like I didn't care if you know how I looked although it was really adorable that day you're like <laughs> I was particularly adorable <laughs> I just got lucky but you know that's like one of the things that I remember one of my really good friends um, you know I was helping her husband do a 40th birthday party for. And he never told her, like, oh, you should get dressed up. We're going to go to dinner. So she just shows up, and he didn't do any prepping to have her, you know. It was her 40th. That's That's like when your friend's getting engaged, and their, like, soon-to-be fiancé is like, make sure she gets her nails done. And you're like, hey, let's go get our nails done right now. And it's like, okay, why? Yeah. But um, that's what's always interested me about proposals as well, is that they're usually not really a surprise. Because usually, like, the, the, the question is so extravagant right. that you kind of know the whole day what's leading up to you. Because, like, that's why if I get proposed to, I would rather it be, I would rather it to be a shock. I'd rather be proposed to it like a 7-Eleven and be surprised. <laughs> I'm not, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. if you bring someone to a sunset with rose petals, like, oh, I'm getting proposed, then you just have to sit there awkwardly until they, like, it right. just seems awk- like an awkward exchange if there's no, yeah. if there's no, like, true element of, I'm not saying don't discuss it first. Can we talk about how you people use surprises to control people? <laughs> Or is that just way off subject? <laughs> do you think that they do? I think, that if, I think that if you let a surprise control you, then you are also weak-minded. Or no, weak no, no. Will. What I mean is, um, so let's say there's two couples and the one guy wants to control the night. So he tells the other couple, hey, um, it's my wife's whatever. 
And so <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to, we're going to surprise her. So this is what we're doing. This is what time we're going. This oh, is what yeah. time. If it's a surprise, do you, you see what I'm saying? authority. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I would be sketched out with someone if I hung out with them every time something was a surprise. I mean, if it happens more than once, it's a little suspect. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's something that there's, that's a technique that narcissists use. Well, they use a lot of techniques, honestly. Yeah, but it is. It's a control. It's a control thing that the average person doesn't see it, and they're just like, "Oh, okay, I'm just gonna let them," you know. Yeah. Do I think this. I was hanging out with someone, and multiple times they're like, "Oh, it's a surprise! It's a surprise! Surprise!" I think I'd be like, eventually, I'm like, "Do you just want to plan everything exactly <laughs> the way that you want it?" Like, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. That's why you gotta stay vigilant. That's why you stay suspicious. Absolutely, I love it. But I just don't think that you would ever even get that far with somebody that was controlling. No, it's just a type of you're like, so discerning that I just don't think that would happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm very discerning and I'm on high alert about I'm that. I'm loving drinking out of the Fabergé glass. I know it makes you feel very. It's a very rich girl and moment. And these were these were um, glasses that I got you for Christmas when you were like four or five. Because no, I was you older were, than that. I was like ten, eleven. Not much yeah. older. Yeah, I was. No. I was not a toddler. It was after we got back from Colorado. So I was over six. Okay. I think I was like. I think I was like. Around you were 10, young. 11. But anyway, it was really cute because, like, most kids your age would want, you know, like, horse-like things, like animals and, you know, I don't know. I don't even think so. I think horse <laughs> girls are also very specific. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, I just was so amazed. We were walking through the store and you're like, oh, my God, I want these so bad. <laughs> I want these wine glasses And you love the way they were sat, like, in the satin box mm. that you still have. And it just was so cute. And I was like, okay, how do I resist that? Like, she was so excited about those damn cups. They're so beautiful. I used to love, as a kid, I remember drinking Shirley Temple's out of martini glasses. Yeah. Because I was very bitter that the adults got all the cool glasses yes. and the kids get the normal ass water cups. Yes. I was like, that's not fair. I don't like that. So I drink mocktails. You did. And it was hilarious <laughs> because glasses. one time, um, Chris, Kirsten Dunst's mom and Kirsten Dunst sent you a drink. And another time, Jennifer Love Hewitt sent you a drink at uh -huh. the Graciela or Amarano, whatever it's called mm -hmm. now. And, um, and Harvey used to always take them and like put chocolate rims on them and, yeah. and do really cool stuff for you. It was fun. It was really fun. But um, so we were planning because I said that we have something special planned for when we get a thousand subscribers. And because I, I wanted us to drink champagne out of our Fabergé eggs. And then I wanted to talk about the lost Fabergé eggs from the imperial russian empire however looking back i realize it's not much for the viewers as it is just for myself <laughs> so i was thinking about that this i think morning. you'd be surprised i think there, i think it, i i thought it was interesting when it you told is. me i couldn't believe that it's somebody wild. would take that much time and that much effort and how beautiful they they're are so they're literally the most intricate things in the whole world and that there's some missing and someone doesn't know where it is and one was just found we're gonna get into that so let me pull up all my little notes here so this is non-current events yes this is our non-current event so there is okay so first we'll do a little uh prequel of mr <laughs> of mr faberge himself okay um give us the deets okay. so the romanoffs extravagant royal easter egg tradition began with the czar alexander the third in 1885 he was in the fifth year of his reign, having succeeded his father, Alexander II, um, who was killed by bomb-wielding assassins. Very violent. In 1885, Alexander sought an Easter gift to surprise and delight his wife, Maria Fedornova, something like that. I don't speak Russian. 
who spent her early years as a Danish princess before leaving Copenhagen to marry him and become a Russian empress. That's a power move. You're a princess, <laughs> now you're an empress. That's She married up. It's hard to marry up when you're a princess, and she somehow did. So he went to his good buddy, Peter Carl Fabergé, a master goldsmith who had taken over his father's House of Fabergé jewelry business in 1882. And he started making these. These eggs are just so intricate. They're like perfectly symmetrical. They take forever. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars like each look they're just like these giant eggs they're really cool if you haven't seen them before please um, look them up google them yes and so they were really and each each one had a different theme uh, and there was 50 50 faberge imperial eggs commissioned annually by the romanovs um and then you know all the the wars and the things happened between people and all these ones got lost so there were eight eggs that were lost to the world how many were there? Do you know? I think it said 50. Okay. The 50, 50. eggs made by Fabergé were, okay. were found. Okay. So the 50 eggs made were found one by one, except for eight that are uncounted for. Okay. So they're all over like museums all over the world. And I think like one, um, like, like a prince in Dubai or something has one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's the hen with the sapphire pendant. This one was one of the ones that was found. And is, there's always, so the trick with these eggs is there's always a surprise inside. And that was the but common theme. this is theme. the kind of surprise you this would like. This is a good surprise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's if, face it. You were just you were just giving all the sh- all that you know what to to surprises, and here you are going this surprise. I said I like surprise okay. gifts. It's the gift that keeps giving. There's more surprises. Um, so you can on on the inside. There's a golden hen that has been decorated with rose diamonds. Very exciting. And the hen, it had laid a sapphire egg. Wow. Um, it's, and the sapphire egg is actually a pendant that you can wear. So wow. the missing Fabergé egg was originally made in 1886. Hasn't been seen since. Now there's a cherub with a chariot. And it's an angel pulling a chariot. Also has another egg. Uh, and this one hasn't been seen since 1941. Wow. The necessary egg was a complete beauty. It had rubies, emeralds, diamonds, sapphires, um, 13 diamond jewelry accessories. Oh my gosh. So that's so cool. That's so badass. Yeah. <laughs> and that was last seen in England in 1952. However, this one specifically, a woman who was researching Russian jewelry or something saw it in a picture and it's like the last known picture of it and it looks like it was at some type of like market or something after it was lost in 1952. So they think that there might be like updated information and they're still trying to track this one down, but... Because all the other ones they assume are like destroyed by now, but this is the one that they think might be in like some antique market oh, somewhere, that's so cool. and nobody knows what it is. And then there's the mauve egg, and um, which one was the one that was my favorite? Or we were both like, oh my no gosh, idea. that's so beautiful. It was like a snow egg or something. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was white though. Yeah, it was. It had like a. It was just. They're all beautiful. Um, the mauve egg has they part of it was found, and then the rest has been missing since forever. The Empire Nefertiti egg has been... It has been debated that someone found this egg and then sold it. And then some people think that they're secretly keeping it in their house, (laughs) which is great. And then there's a royal Danish egg that still hasn't been seen since they were given to... um, Who was it? Some empress. And then the Alexander III commemorative egg is the most elusive of the bunch. It's platinum, white, gold enamel with diamond clusters all around the surface. Wow. And inside, it celebrated Alexander III with a tiny golden bust of his profile. Um, 
The only way, this is interesting, the only way historians found out about this egg was seeing it through a black and white photo. It has been m missing since before the Russian Revolution, so it's definitely hidden deep. This is the most exciting one. <laughs> okay, you ready? The lost but found. The third imperial Easter egg was lost and then found in, in 2010. An American scrap metal dealer visited an antique stall somewhere in the United States and purchased a golden egg sitting on a three-leg stand. The egg was adorned with diamonds and sapphires and it opened to reveal a clock. Intending to, he had no idea what this was. So he intended to sell the object to a buyer who would melt it down for metals. Oh my gosh. The dealer purchased his egg for 13000 and had trouble selling it. Um, potential buyers told him it was overpriced. So the dealer, <laughs> I know. The dealer had valued it incorrectly, but not the way he originally thought. In 2014, the man who renamed, remains anonymous discovered uh, that his little golden egg was one of the 50 exquisitely bespoke Fabergé Easter eggs created for Imperial Russia's Royal Romanov family. And it's valued at an estimated $33 million. Until then, he thought he got ripped off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine feeling no. like you get ripped off and then you realize you have this like tr ancient treasure that's worth $33 million? Yeah. And that was what's cool about him is it's not that like all the diamonds and gold that makes him expensive, but it's the craftsmanship that makes him expensive. Right. Which I thought was really cool. That is very cool. I like it. Yeah. Since you're a treasure hunter now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have we discussed that on this uh, show? No, but no. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you alluded to it last time, but we didn't uh, get into okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, apparently I'm just going to keep alluding. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't want anyone to know where it is, so she's going to share it. <laughs> My secret treasure. Yeah, it's not, it's not a treasure hunt if you let the world know. That's true. I'll let you know if I find the treasure. All right. I'll be very We'll, we'll pull the champagne that. glasses out again. Yes. Or the whatever these are. I think they're L'Aperitif glasses. But I don't even know what that is. It sounds fancy. Yeah. Is that French? Yeah. You speak a little bit of French, right? Je parle français un peu. I don't know what that is. Sounds nice. Yeah. Um, so do you want to tell people why you're not drinking? Did we already discuss that? Well, Because you, you got sick? Um, well, here's the thing. This is how God. Here's the thing. This is Let's how God unpack. works. Let's talk about how God works and how much everything that comes at you is for you. Um, I am horrible, <laughs> as she said. I'm horrible at being sick. Yeah, you're however, a bad patient. However, bad patient. <laughs> that's the that's the 3D me. I'm very impatient. Want to fix it. Want to fix it. Want to fix it. But the beauty of the journey that I've been on in my awakening is that I can separate a little bit. I can I can go meditate, I can get in the bath. I could be feeling horrible, chills, everything, and I can still go to other places. And so as I was going to the other places, I was trying to find the light in in the experience, you know. And one of the things that was immediate was I literally had no desire to have coffee. I had no desire to have unhealthy food. I had no desire to uh, drink alcohol. And I had been wanting to quit drinking. It's just, mm -hmm. it's such a big part of a social life. And, um, yeah. you know, and it's not like I'm a big drinker, but I was a consistent drinker as far as, you know, going out a lot. And so um, because I was sick for so long, it's just like the craving went away. And so I'm going to use this momentum. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it, it was, it's, so cool how if you try to pull the lessons out of anything, you know, whether it's being sick or losing a boyfriend or whatever it is, you really can. 
And especially and, if your boyfriend has too many surprises, then you gotta <laughs> lose him immediately. <laughs> he gets he gets he gets booted. Um, on the other hand, if he has a bunker, it will take him. <laughs> <laughs> bunker babes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful lesson, and I I literally had a spiritual experience that <laughs> I'm just gonna keep to myself. But it was very powerful, and. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting time, but I felt very supported. I have a very good friend who's a doctor, and she took such good care mm-hmm. of me, and so did you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're you're an awesome. I'm a great nurse. You're great. Just you're just a great human. So you did a good job. Um, and I am very specific about the way I like these. <laughs> so yeah, you are. You Every time to, I go to the you store, to you're guess. like, you got this one. I wanted this one. <laughs> You sent me out for baby aspirin, and then when I brought it back, you're like, this is not the right one. I was like, well, what's wrong with that? I was like, it's 81 milligrams of aspirin, which is the definition of it's baby okay. aspirin. It's okay. It's okay. We no, can no, no. stop this story, or you, unless you want me to go into your stories no. that you don't want me to talk about. Okay? This is how we- I want to hear both is, these stories. This is how we're going to roll. No. But, but yes, you were very accommodating to my particular- requests <laughs> yes but i that's why I, I even before you got sick i was like i'm gonna stop going to the grocery store for you because you complain about everything that i bring back because it's wrong i brought back a chicken the whole chicken is <laughs> the only chicken i could find i went to two stores to find a chicken because it was right after the holidays and you're like a four pound chicken <laughs> you're like what is this per peasant it was a four pound <laughs> chicken it's less than you four were pounds. so mad about this four it was pound three chicken. pounds eight ounces. no it was not it was four <laughs> pounds i remember it it okay. was like 4.0 something, whatever. It was a small chicken, but it was the only chicken that they had. And I was very blessed to find this chicken. It was a very skinny chicken. little chicken. It was a very skinny little chicken. The was it chicken, already cooked or uncooked? It was uncooked. Okay. It was a whole un- We were making chicken soup. Gotcha. We've yeah. also been, yeah, so um, we've also been cooking at home a Which lot. Which has been awesome. It's been really nice. That's something I wanted to do for a long time. Um, yeah, I have no desire to- really to go to restaurants at all still. That doesn't sound good to me. Even the finest restaurant, I'm like, how about if we have ribeyes at home or, you know, I just... Well, because you know what's in the food. And I know it's organic and I, yes, it's, and it's perfect. We've been really luxuriating in amazing food. Yeah. Since I got sick. So there's all kinds of good things that happen. And so um, the uh, other thing that was really nice is the eight pounds that I gained during covid um COVID, that's two chickens covid gave me back <laughs> and and um and so i thought that was really nice of covid you mean it took it away yeah it took it away yes and took it back and so i was like okay well and I remember like after like day four or something i'm like i can't believe it if i'm gonna be sick i want to lose weight yeah you were already really like you're like deathly ill and you're like i've lost four pounds no, i lost zero pounds then and I was mad, but then I finally, a couple of days later, it was like, okay, it's starting to hit. Yeah, I was like, I think when your body is fighting off a virus, it has other things to do. It can't burn fat. Well, it's like, listen, lady, we've got shit to do. I was do. really happy. It gave me, it, it took all that weight that COVID gave me back. So <laughs> that was The COVID nice. lockdowns. And then on top of it, I got pneumonia. And so yes. it was just no fun. Mm-mm. But I didn't get sick. No. My immune system is a fortress. Apparently, or I've already and had you're it. Really, the only person I was around. Um, really? Well, yeah, I know because I was talking to someone about it, and like, oh, did you wear a mask around your mom and stay away from her? I was like, nah, I was, I was trying to get those antibodies. I was like, you can cough all over me. Like, <laughs> I was, I kind of wanted to see if I would get it. You know what I mean? It was interesting, but I also think because I was so unafraid that yeah. I didn't get it. I think if I was really afraid and tiptoeing around you and not wanting to like 
be there, I might have gotten it. But because I was like, hell yeah, let's watch movies yeah, in the middle and of the that day. Was, that was the other lesson that I learned is, um, and you, you pointed this out the last time I got sick, because I did not want to go on our Christmas trip. Not because mm-hmm. I didn't want this to be with two, the family. Three years ago. Three not because I didn't ago. want to be with the family, but because you don't like the cold. I don't like the winter. I, I'm not a I'm not a mountain. Winter <laughs> I don't like girl. this whole season. <laughs> yeah, just done with it. I guess when you grew up in Chicago, you've had enough. You're done. And so um, I did not want to go, and I got so sick. And I think anytime I truly offend my my soul, it it adds that extra layer of stress that my body's just like nope. We're not going to do it. And so between all of the new clients I have and doing two extra like YouTube shows a week and moving and Christmas, I just got out of what I would call my my rhythm and my flow because I usually take really good care of myself and I did not. And I was doing things I didn't want to do and I got sick again. And so I just think that it's something to consider for people, um, if you are having a hard time with your health, how are you offending your soul? How is your heart not sacred? How are you not taking really good care of yourself? And if that's the case, you should never get sick. <laughs> because Carly takes such good, oh, I care, take of really good care of herself. I take really she good care of myself. She has got it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from the slippers to the... The matching pajamas mm-hmm. to the silken. I just make sure that even I make sure even that my relaxation is productive in some kind of way. I'm like we're gonna take a bath with these vitamins and minerals. Yes, I like rejuvenation. Yes, yeah. It's really. But I, was, I enjoy I enjoy all those kinds of self care things. So, can you share with everybody um, how you did the most recent bath? Oh my gosh! So Mercury and retrograde started a few days ago. And um, we got to protect ourselves from <laughs> that because because so, Mercury, it's not like it's going to it's not going to make your life bad, but it, it changes things like it makes communication hard. You're supposed to give yourself extra time to get places. It can affect technology. Um, the way someone described it was like there's less good energy available at that time because it's just working things out. The planets are going through some things. So we're going to go through some things. So I took a bath. I took an Epsom salt bath because that's really good for uh, like drawing out negative energies. Yes. Um, and I did a little. But set the scene. What? What else did you do? Well, no, I'm getting to oh, that. Oh, okay. So, and then I have my best friend, Brianna. Shout out to Brianna. She brought she me. She makes almost every show. <laughs> she, Hi, Bri. I know. I was like, I don't know if you watch this, but I literally talk about you every single show. Um, so I, uh, she got me, she brought me a white candle, which is like an intention candle. And then you like light it and then let it burn all the way down. Um which I did until right I was about to fall asleep and I was scared the fire was going to start so I blew it out. So I'm just like, I hope this intention intention finished. (laughs) So I lit a white candle and then I put rose petals in the bath as well for the smell. So we have Epsom salt, we have rose petals, we have a candle. And then I made, um, I did orange peel and clove and I boiled it for like two hours. And then I let it simmer while I went on a walk. And then I put it in the fridge with a bunch of ice to get it cold. And then after my bath, I poured (laughs) just like this spice mixture. Yes. So it's just like, so I did, it's like one cup of that. And I did two cups of just distilled water. So it smelled like orange and clove. It's very strong. And then, so, but I set the intention. I was like, I want to cleanse any negative energy and I want to protect myself from anything. Not to mention you would smell amazing. Oh, I smelled so good. My skin (laughs) smelled, literally my skin smelled like roses and oranges. And it was so nice. And then I took a, I, so when you're doing energy work, um, 
I experienced this one time with someone that was doing it for me. It's really weird. Like if your eyes are closed and you're kind of like um, getting energy out or bringing a lot of energy in, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like when you're re- when you drank too much and you close your eyes and you feel like it's spinning. You know that feeling? Yeah. It's that feeling. But you close your eyes and you feel like you're spinning around in a circle like all over the room even though you know your eyes are closed. And that's how you know that energy is working through your body. And so it was weird because like two hours after my bath, I laid down for a nap mm-hmm. and then I felt that feeling of just like all this like energy. And then I just conked out. Yeah. I felt I was just dead. And I was tired for like two days after that. So do you actually see it spinning? Because that's what happens to me when I meditate. No, you, you are. Sp- I'm spinning. Yeah. I was the roller coaster. Yeah. But what happens is like, at least for me, I, I literally know it's energy. And it's wild because it's doing, um, it's going in both directions at the same time and it's circling around itself and doing all these really cool things. And it's just like, I can see it. Like, it's so beautiful. I love looking at it. But um, I haven't actually had the experience of feeling like I'm spinning like a vertigo or mm-hmm. something like that though. That's yeah, cool. That's what, that's what, and I didn't know it was normal until I was working with a lady who was doing it. And I was like, should I feel like I'm on a roller coaster right now? Like with my eyes closed? And she's like, yeah, that's normal. It's just energy. And I was like, okay, cool. Great. Were you getting Reiki or what was what was the... Um, I did it a few years ago. It was the one that you got for me. It wasn't Reiki. I don't know what she was. She was a magician though. Oh, the one that did over the phone? Yes. Yeah. I was in Europe when she did it, so it was over the phone. It was yeah. nuts. I think John Burgos gave us the name of that person. Yeah, I wish I remember. I her wish name. I did too because she like sounds amazing. Yeah, she was awesome. If I yeah. find it, I'll link it. Yeah, because um, she was like worth every penny. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, Want to hear something crazy I read this week? I would love it. So there was a talk kid. to me, baby. There was a kid who lives in like the UK. He was hit by a car and put into a coma of March like first of last year. And he just started to wake up this week. So he literally has no idea. Oh, that 2020 even happened. I had no idea. <gasps> I'm like, so could surreal. You Where would you even begin to explain? <laughs> Where do you start? Literally, like you'd have to go through month by month because every month some crazy shit happened. You'd be like... Every day, Carl. Yes. There was a point in time where it was every day there was something. December and January was wild. February seems really chill. Not- like, I can't tell if it's just because the media is letting up because Trump's not yeah. president anymore. And they're like, yeah. everything's fine. The yeah. kids are not in cages. <laughs> they're, they're in play pins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. And but- I, I'm, I'm thinking you have some comments about AOC being attacked in the building that she wasn't even in the building. <laughs> I was going to save that for my oh, tweet. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You can She's go my, ahead and um, we'll save it for later if you want. Yeah. No, no, no. I, don't worry. I'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> I just, I think it's, um, it's really fun to focus on her. I know. I feel, uh, sometimes I f- it's funny because I feel like, you know when your best friend's dating someone and you know that they're bad news but they don't believe you yet? Yeah. Watching everyone kind of be less impressed with AOC is how I feel about this because the you feel like okay finally everyone's seeing the bad boyfriend I was like y'all listen she could be me and her could have the same exact ideals aligned and I still think she's annoying which is funny because usually you're supposed to criticize politic politicians on their policies and not like who they are but I'm like she just has always rubbed me the wrong way yeah but I just think it's a lot I think it's just performative and I think that's what is being eaten up by people right they're making these politicians celebrities and like your president is your public servant I don't care what shoes they're wearing (laughs) okay I don't want to see the their cool tweets like I want them to be a public servant right it's just a very interesting 
thing. What were we talking about? Oh, the dude who forgot everything. So he's still like, <laughs> shout out. I think his name's Joseph. Shout Sorry, out to Joseph. I interrupted you. We're going to send him good energy. I hope he heals yes, quickly. Yes, yes, yes. He's coming out of coma. Idea. He's in stage two where he can like blink and acknowledge things. Can you imagine how excited the family is? And I was like, I didn't what know that people present. could come back. Like he's still, he's still not talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's cognitive and he's acknowledging things that are going on. Yeah. And they started, I think it's called like Joseph's Journey on Twitter and they started it. I followed it because I was like, I want updates on this kid. Like, yeah, because usually if someone's in a coma for that long, I think that they don't usually come back. Is that common? Oh, right? it's Ten I had a, a one of my time. friends in high school. Um, his older sister um, did that. She was in a coma, I think, six months Holy or something. Shit. Yeah. And when she came back, um, it wasn't really heard They she had to rebuild a whole like people yeah. had to tell her who she was and what she was. Now, she was able to to relearn, you know, everything. But, um, yeah, she ran right into some stupid city planner, put a put a barricade between one city and another city, even though it was a, 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 a thoroughfare for years and years and years. Um, there's tons of warnings and stuff. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, yeah, she ran right into the barricade. Wow. And Did she get her like, memories back? Like- it was like railroad ties and, and like, you know, they it's nuts i mean it did have tons of signage on it and stuff but when you're used to going a certain Mm -hmm. direction your whole life it's you don't expect it you know but um you know it's interesting that you i love these kind of stories and one of my clients today sent me um a story about a professional baseball player who um killed himself or tried to kill himself and um, he missed. So he had put the, the gun up to his temple and he shot his eye out. Oof. Oof. And he woke up like four hours later. Holy shit. And went and showered and was right. like, I'm going to stink at the hospital. I'm going to, no, he wasn't even going to go to the hospital. He's like, I'm just going to lay on my bed and, and die. And um, I, I guess someone in his family found him 20 hours later. I don't, I you know, didn't get time to actually finish the the bottom of it. But one of the most beautiful things is that his mission right now is to help people overcome depressive situations because he has a completely new perspective. And one of my favorite quotes from the article was, "I tried to kill myself." but I shot my ego. Mm. And that's literally all, he's, he's literally giving you the insight that so often when there is the desire to check out, it's the ego mm-hmm. that wants to check out, not the soul. That's why um, when people do psychedelics, that's why it's called an ego death. Yeah. When you do mushrooms or whatever, when right. you have an ego death. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. That makes sense. But good for him. But That's yeah, nuts. I, I just thought that was an amazing story. And, you know, the, it's so interesting to me because somebody like that, like he was literally cleaning his apartment, organizing everything, making sure that like when his family found him, it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so thoughtful. I, it's amazing to me that you can be that thoughtful and kind and loving um, to others and not truly embrace where you are but well, i if you're that concerned about it that's a pretty messy gruesome way to 
kill yourself though. Yeah, Gunshot to the I, head. He, he actually talks about how he got in his car and he was thinking, well, maybe I'll go do it at a park, but then he didn't want somebody to, you know, have their kids there. And like, there's all these thoughts that, you know, went through his mind, but he ended yeah. up back at his house. Well, that's what they say. Like people who are suicidal when they decide to kill themselves, they're so relieved that they're really happy. And that's what they do. They organize everything. They throw away things. They usually clean their rooms. They get everything. It's not like a, if someone who has premeditated it a while, everyone who's talked to like that person on the day was like they were so happy that day and it's because they feel free finally because yeah. they made that they finally made the decision that it's going to happen so they don't feel like connected to like the, the earthly things that were making them sad so they're like well yeah i love it and what's so crazy is apparently with one eye missing he's still gonna go and try to get back into baseball which would be really yeah. A have cool, we ever had a one-eyed baseball player a cool, before? Cool, <laughs> cool, cool story. It's got to be gonna, so does hard. Does he wear an eye patch? Because he loses cool. depth perception, you know. Oh. And so I don't know how you do that, but yeah. maybe maybe it's not professional baseball. Maybe he's just yeah. going to play baseball. I don't know, you know. The yeah, whole. and maybe it's like one of those things they know it'll draw a lot of people in, so they'll like have him on the team. Yeah, you know what I, I just mean? thought it was such an inspiring story, and I just love that one quote: "He shot as he go." Yeah. Um, just amazing and and that's the thing is we really do all have that free will choice and um thank god you know more people don't make that choice because it's tragic Mm -hmm. and it affects so many more people than i think people realize i don't think when they're making that decision that they understand the butterfly effect of their loss but the good thing is is the people that really do understand their faith and God that there you can just rely on peace beyond understanding to have peace but not understand it <laughs> you know yeah yeah I think that we try and understand everything so much we intellectualize it like why is this happening I don't people say that all the time I don't understand I don't understand why that's happening I don't understand and it's like well it's happening so understand real quickly but <laughs> You know what I mean? Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta surpass. You gotta make adjustments. You gotta surpass logical thinking. But yeah, I think that it's real tough, and I think that suicides are up in a lot of places. And it's so tragic. Yeah, it's real. It sad. is. It's up. Like I think it, I saw somewhere up like seven hundred percent, or seven hundred people. I think per county of overdoses more or something no, like that. No, there was. Yeah, I, I'm not going to give any numbers because I'll <laughs> I'll be wrong. But I I, I do think I read that there was a particular place mm-hmm. that had it. Theirs was up 700%. There was this article about, um, Oh, what's that depression medicine? Um, Prozac. Ooh, no. Lexapro. Zoloft. Something. There's some ingredient in one of those. That's a natural occurring mineral. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a study about this water, this natural, um, spring water source had, um, not li- is lithium one of them? Yeah, because that's like crazy water. That's like extreme, though. I think people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lithium is for yeah. Um, what are they used for usually? Is it antipsychotic? It's yes. something like that. It's yeah. An antipsychotic. It's one of those that really kind of like zombifies you, for okay. lack of a better term. Let's find out. So there's this na- there's a spring that has this natural occurring. I don't want to say um, lithium. <laughs> I don't know. I sound like a scientist. Well, I know. Over I here. know crazy water in mineral wells. Um, that's how it became a big deal was because the people that lived around there started healing from 
um, mental things because they were getting all the minerals, but I'm not sure which minerals. That's what they were saying. They were saying that people who live near here, like the suicide rates who of people who were drinking... Um, their water. Yeah, natural occurring lithium in drinking water linked to reduce suicide rates yeah isn't that nuts isn't that cr- but what's crazy to me about that is but how- it's probably like trace mineral like mm-hmm. it's gotta be yeah. tiny but think about it but think so um you can literally be deficient in one mineral and it can make you de- like completely depressed completely exhausted like that's the biggest thing for me is people don't realize how much their mood is affected towards what they eat yeah. and what they drink and like some people literally aren't depressed they just need to get their blood work done and they could be extremely deficient in something because your neurotransmitters are made in your gut right so that's why i tell people if they're really sad or really anxiety like have a lot of anxiety i'm like start just eating really really healthy and see if it changes um yeah anything that's a good for place me to start. just working out and cutting out ang- uh anxiety cutting, cutting out, out i just cut out caffeine anxiety. yeah just cut it out just cut it um, out. um but no when i cut out caffeine and i started regularly working out i i was able to get rid of my anxiety mm-hmm. those were the only two things i did and, yeah. it, and it worked and luckily i haven't had it come back at all Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get normal like nerves, like exciting, like you know stuff like that. But I don't get truing anxious or panic attacks or anything like that. Um, haven't had them in years. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, yeah, that's haven't had it since my divorce. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> no more, no more stress. Peace beyond understanding. Yeah, it's awesome. Something else that reminded me of that kid that woke up from the coma is the guy who um, forgot his password to his Bitcoin. Oh my god! How many Bitcoins does he have? It's so heartbreaking. Doesn't he have like million. $250 million worth of Bitcoin? He can't ah. remember his password. And he has two tries left. Yeah. Could you imagine? And they said that there's over, like, I think, <laughs> so, I know, I think there's right? a couple billion dollars that are is just floating around in there that is unclaimed that... They well, already a lot know. Of it is that guy that's in prison and the FBI seized it, right? Isn't Ross Ulbricht? No, no, Ulbricht? no. I mean from passwords, from not knowing passwords. Mm, oh my god, could you imagine? He's not that two hundred fifty million dollar guy. Isn't the only one. <sighs> if there's ever a time, that's why you use the same few passwords for everything, and you just rotate them. Then you can literally never. Be I'm wrong. not going to tell you my secret, but it's good. I like mine. I have a system. Yes, it's very <laughs> it's very hackable, by the way. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I, can, I do know that. It's fine. Mine is too, but I don't have $250 million worth of Bitcoin laying anywhere, so. game wins does that make sense mm-hmm. and um oh and that's another thing on michael jaco's show well it would have been already by the time this one shows up it would have been like the day before um we're having cyrus parsa on remember i bought his books in the beginning of covid mm-hmm. the microbiotic terrorism yes mm-hmm. the bioterrorism and the um, social programming and all that but one of the things that i didn't realize he covers in the book 
are clones. And did you see that they actually um, are cloning a human pig right now? Mm-hmm. Like how? Well, the they've already cloned dogs. You can of, literally clone I your know, dog. But it's a human. Yeah. With a pig. What's no, 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 wrong no, with people? Yeah, How do they no, no, choose no, no. They're this? merging them. They've made an embryo that's a human-pig hybrid. I know that. Yeah. That is disgusting. What's, isn't that a scary movie? Isn't there like a... Or am I thinking of like the orcs from Lord do of the Rings? Do you understand like that, horror movie that, that goes so yeah. far against what God would want so does any yeah, human so does, DNA? So does, yeah. Or the fly. So disgusting. Yeah. But God um, probably doesn't want plastic surgery either. Like, so that's the question I'm going to have for him. Probably, like, I'm going to be really tuning in on the clones. And one of the things that he said that I hadn't really thought about was when they make clones of humans. Um, so weird. Like, what is it then? Like, just a. Well, how does he know it doesn't have a soul? I guess. I don't, that's a great question. I'm going to ask that. Thank you very much. I'm glad you got me ready for the show. I'll be asking that question. I mean, that just like defines um, consciousness as well. Well, like, the thing is, though, this is conscious, you know, uh, a glass. Yeah, you could say anything's conscious. A mineral's conscious. A, a plant is conscious. Uh, an animal's conscious. It's just what level of consciousness. It's just the atomic force that holds it together. But anything has transmitters and receivers so we know what it is it defines it but how are we to say what some what has a soul and what doesn't i don't know we probably i don't know this is a great question thank you we technically have no proof that any of us have a soul i yeah (laughs) i don't know because like um even though i'm a finite woman I feel <laughs> how infinite I can go with my imagination. Mm-hmm. But it's not or, proof. That's what, well, I mean, I mean, just for argument's sake, it's like we yeah. can't see it, can't measure it. We need to get a physicist in here. Can't talk to it. <laughs> what about like the 21 grams you lose when you die or whatever? Is yeah. that, or is that urban myth? I don't even know. I don't know if that's true either. I, I don't I know no if it's idea. true. I don't know if it's true, but I love the idea of it. And <laughs> you get skinnier when you die. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be hot as fuck in my coffin <laughs> and my energy is going back to god yo coffins are kind of selfish because like your flesh rots in a box and doesn't even give it back to the earth i don't know if i like that well let what's me the, know so that but what's the point of rotting in a box should are i you notice to be you fertilizer cleaning your room and leaving me a note <laughs> <laughs> i'll be sure to know what to do with you yeah. i'm dying first it's the deal okay I don't know if I want to be in a box. Yeah. Coffins are expensive, too. You can get cremated. Yeah, that's kind of weird, too. I don't want to be on anyone's, like, mantle, either. Well, you can, like, you know, say, please put me in the English Channel. (laughs) The English Channel. I don't know. (laughs) Wherever you want to go. Traveling with ashes. (laughs) We would do this for you. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know if I really care that much, but... Maybe yeah. that becomes more important the older you get. This is so interesting because this is one of the few uh, episodes we've had where we haven't gone dark until now. <laughs> yeah. In my wi- like, I don't care really what happens to my body, but I know and there's going to be riddles in my will. It's going to be a scavenger hunt. Good luck. It's going to be the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> so the treasure that you get, you might hide. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Is it a Fabergé egg? You holding out on us? If I had a Fabergé egg, I wouldn't be here right now. 
Let's be honest. I'd be somewhere else. I'd take my $33 You'd be on a yacht somewhere. Yeah. I'd find myself rearing your slippers and your matching pajamas. Or a, or a prince or something. Looking for more of them. Um, You're looking to upgrade to yeah. Empress. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I just have one fabric. Have egg. egg looking for Empire. Yeah. I'm like, I only have one egg, but I want to make an omelet. Let's go. <laughs> All right, do we want to do our last seg- segment? Oh, yeah, yeah. I already have. I actually have two of your Why tweets. did you tweet that? I haven't been tweeting as much yes, lately. Yes, why did you tweet that is this this section. Mine's funny, and it's not of yours. It's someone random's. Okay. I really want well, to We already know it it's AOC, right? It has to do with her. Okay. Yes. So I have two for you. Okay, ready? Um, ready? The first one is, I stayed awake until 8 a.m. this morning watching oh. all four Hunger Game movies. <laughs> That's my E true Hollywood story. Okay, so we watched the first two Hunger Games movies. I did. Movies. I watched it with her. Two of them. I didn't and hang you didn't out like till them. eight a.m. No, because it they was were too depressing. They're so mean to the people. Yeah, they're so she, mean to the she people. She was like, "It's a And dark. then she watches the Rebellion, which would have been the part that I would have liked. But you don't <laughs> even like action. You, you don't even like the action part of action movies either. I like Wonder Woman one. <laughs> so I watched, so we finished him at like 2.30 in the morning and then I went upstairs and if I get obsessed with something, I'm like, it was 1.30. It was 1.30. By the time I cleaned. You must have taken an intermission. And well, I have my nighttime routine. Yeah. <laughs> I got to, I got a vacuum. I got to clean the kitty litter box. I got to feed the cats. Mm-hmm. I got to wash my face. I got to hang upside down for six minutes on my yoga stand. <laughs> I do that every night. Six minutes upside down. I love it. Stand. Do you jump on the trampoline? No. Sometimes. I do that in the morning, yeah. usually. But um, we finished the first two Hunger Games. And I read the books a long time ago. But now I was like, I have to know what happens next. And so I stayed up and watched the rest of them. And also, earlier that day, I had finished reading Animal Farm. And it was not a good day to do all of those things at once. Because yeah. after that, you're like, damn. This world could go bad this fast. This could go bad quick. <laughs> <laughs> and and we so pigs are brain workers. We watched The Kingsman, and then we watched Hunger Games, and mm-hmm. both of them, absolute predictive programming. Absol- the Kingsman? Yeah. What about The Kingsman as predictive programming? 5G. Like, literally, no, Samuel is, Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he has that machine. Don't say anything that's going to get us kicked off YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but anyway, he like zaps all the people and yes. makes them hate each other, which I can't wait to ask Cyrus Parsa how much of the um, DTS um, is programmed. What the, is the DTS? You told me not to say it, so I can't say it. The ex-president's syndrome. What? Never mind. Trump derangement syndrome? Yes. What's, what's DTS? Then? Donald Trump syndrome. No, or whatever. it's Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, is it, is it okay. 2DS? Okay, Trump derangement syndrome is not going to get us kicked off okay, YouTube. Okay, I don't know, but I don't if know the you, rules. if you say that the vaccines are going to make everyone upgrade to transhumans, then that might get us kicked off. By the well, way, I'm joking. You just did it. No, no, no. But listen, <laughs> context, I'm an entertainer. I never, I never say to listen to anything that I say. That's true. And the way Carlisle presented it was satire. Yep. There you go. All right. I'm all about it. And so I used the wrong, I had a dyslexic moment. But, um, but anyway, it's programmed. Like people are actually fed algorithms to adopt oh, well, yeah. beliefs. The funniest thing about this is there was literally a whole Netflix documentary about it 
about it's called the social dilemma or something like that. And, and a man who used to work at Twitter, Facebook, Google, Google, whatever, was talking about how everyone's algorithm is literally just catered to what they want to believe. It's feeding them what they want to hear. Yeah. And then people still will. I know I, everyone I know watch that. They'll watch that and then still not get that it's happening in their real life. To them. I'm like, yeah. Well, but, I got off Facebook and Instagram and I'm feeling super good about it. I thought it might bother me, but I don't miss it at all. Yeah. Like literally I hate Facebook, not at all. Honestly. And I'm not even on Twitter like I used to be either. Yeah. I love Twitter. But yeah, I've been trying to get my screen time down to two hours a day. Yeah. And For the I'm whole like, phone, everything, or just one app? Just my, f- what do you mean? So you just mean your phone? Yeah. Like okay. that thing you check on your phone yes. that says how many hours you're on? Yeah, because yeah. my computer doesn't do that. And if I'm oh, on my okay. computer, it's usually not like screen time. Yeah, it's usually NBA games. Yes. Okay, so uh, here's, yeah, your, what's my here's other your other tweet. Your other tweet was, the left can't meme, <laughs> but the right can't infograph. This was such a good tweet, and literally nobody liked it, and I I'm did. bitter about it. Because <laughs> um, you know how everyone always says the left can't meme? Uh-huh. That's kind of true, because they yeah. can't. But also the right, do you know what infographic is? Yeah, of course. But like, do you know like, like the Instagram infographics. Yeah. Like, you know how like right after the Capitol Hill, everyone was like posting. It's like, here's what, here's what it means to be a terrorist. And it's right. like, but it's like, it's like a pink background. And it's yeah. like orange lettering. Yeah. And it's like, um, it, it were white supremacy showing up in your life. And then it's like, whatever happens anytime anything big happens in the world, all I see on Instagram is the same people reposting the same <laughs> info- infographics. <laughs> and it's driving me insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who's making these info? And I just think it's really funny that like, there's these really terrible things as well that people are putting into like, these cute little, <laughs> slideshow things and i'm like damn oh my gosh one of my favorite ones recently was um dane sending us that thing where the little girls hiding under the thing and the oh the yes super soldier robot like hunting her is hunting her and it said you know what says robin hood investors with right. 600 stimmy checks and yes. then the girl hiding in the corner yes, is like hedge the fund hedge fund. managers yeah. oh i was that was so good because that really that really happened yeah, it's wild. I'm not, I know. I can't wait to, to hear about the kid in the coma who hears about that as well. I know. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much. Um, is but, he cute? <laughs> he's, he's like 19. Are you trying to get me arrested? Um, I don't know if he's cute. I hope he's healthy, though. That's what matters. Yes. Um, we'll pray for him. What was I going to say? Something. Oh, but yeah. So the right can't infographic. Have you ever read an infographic that's like trying to get concert? It's not good. It's not compelling. They don't have the infographics right. It's it's just not good. Yeah. So um, that's why the left is winning the culture war because they got the infographics. Okay. So here's a tweet. It's from someone. <laughs> uh, their Twitter is Old Red Tree. His name's Rex. So AOC tweeted. This is right after the uh, Capitol Hill riots. She tweeted, "Was barricaded in for several hours. I'll tell y'all about it later." And then he quote tweeted it and said the. <laughs> he said the cat after I closed my bedroom door because I don't realize he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew she was in there. <laughs> but I was la- no, no, I was laughing so hard because that's what my cat Eli does. Yeah. <laughs> but it was barricaded in for several hours. I'll tell you all about it later. That is me when I open the door and realize that Eli's been stuck in a room for four hours. Oh, poor baby. I know. Yeah, but also with the AOC thing, it'll be interesting to see. Because she was in an office that's connected to Capitol Hill building. And she says that there's tunnels and they're very clearly marked. But then also, the, she's talking about the man outside her door. Who was, was an officer. A police officer. Yeah. But the funniest thing about that to me is, like, how 
much people will try to benefit from their own victimhood from something. I'm like, people literally died that day, and you're saying it's the biggest thing wrong with our culture right now is victimhood. Yes, and um, I just think it's interesting that when it, it, she's just, it's just funny. It's just she's adamant about defending her position on Twitter, and she went on Instagram Live to like reenact what happened to her at the Capitol building. I'm like, go to work. <laughs> go to work. People are dying. Yeah. You you represent New York. People are literally getting hunted down in the streets. Do something, please. People don't want you reenacting action movies on your Instagram live. Yeah, that's the it's part so that you've funny. been the biggest, that's the part that's been the most frustrating for you. Oh yeah, I'm just go to To work. watch the just, arrogance of oh, somebody yeah. focusing completely in on themselves. On on themselves or politics, yeah. Instead of the people that they, like you said, yeah. serve. They're using they're using people as puppets to talk about how they care so much, and then they're turning around and not doing anything for them. But um, yeah, because what's Congress's approval rating is twenty six percent. It's horrible. It's nuts. Everybody's kind of done with it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's. So this done. is why we're supposed so, to stay suspicious. This is why we gotta stay suspicious. Maybe I should run. If I ran for Congress, that would be my slogan: "Be stay suspicious." <laughs> I love it. All I would right. vote for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I think <laughs> you would serve me like you did when I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very good. Um, thank you all for coming yes, thank you so much um, we will be back very soon we promise not to take another break we will stay yeah that was just because I got sick fuck. yeah there okay. you go alright <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>